This is one of the out-of-the-way places. The unvisited places. Bleak, wasted, dying. Look, there comes one of them now. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Do what? Laugh with my tongue out. <laughs> I don't know. That's really good podcast content, though. <laughs> silently, silently laugh with your tongue out. Rich, how's it going over there? I'm just or, or getting the in. Crack Chronicles. The Crack Chronicles. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Is that what your <coughs> memoir is going to be called? Oh my God. The Crack Chronicles by <laughs> Rachel Tamumri. I feel like you do have a lot of, for someone who doesn't smoke crack, you have a lot of like crack. Specific and adjacent stories. Good old C Street. Good old C Street, yeah. Tent City. That in and of itself is a whole so installment in a series. Yeah, Pharrell. Mm-hmm. Pharrell I just read a, a, a post, you know, the memories on Facebook. Yeah. It was me sitting on my front porch and my neighbor walks past me and it was late. I was like, what are you doing up? He's like, smoking ice. <laughs> I was like, oh, goddamn, all right. Shit. Smoking ice. Just real cash. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> what, are, what are you doing? What are you? Yeah, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like you're the sketchy one out there. Right. Like, oh shit, what is she I doing? I should be here? sleeping. I'm normal. You're right. Smoking ice. This is abnormal for me. God damn it. Smoking ice. Well, welcome to the Awful Hour. Yeah. Your Hi. favorite podcast that covers all things awful. I'm Nathan Hiddle. This is Cha Cha Aguilar. And that over there. Rachel Plummer. Hi, how's everyone doing today? We didn't do that in last one. We didn't do it. Oh shit. YOLO. Whatever. We're not. Do we do we claim to be professionals? I've been doing it. No, I haven't. <laughs> like maybe one more episode. <laughs> yeah. Give us give us one more episode to really get it all figured out. This will only have been like what, the eighth episode? So that's two months of content. <laughs> It takes time. It takes time. I'm claiming it after the first season. It's hard that to you're be... a professional. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's hard to be this much of a shit show. <laughs> a lot of years. But True. here I am, doing it. Doing it, thriving. Doing it well. I wouldn't use the word thriving. <laughs> I mean, the shit show's thriving. When's your birthday I'm again? Not. Monday. 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 So tomorrow. Tomorrow. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Or, by the time this airs late. Yeah. <laughs> Happy late birthday. By the time this airs, birthday. Rachel will already be even older than she is now. Oh, for sake. <laughs> At what point would you like us to, um, like, do you need us to help you down the hallways? Yeah, or right. Do you want to walk Get you a life alert, maybe. What or, are those uh, chairs that, like, you sit in and they just kind of... I don't know, but I want one. I, the hallway. I need that. I was going to make you a cake. I actually made cupcakes yeah. yesterday. You know who wouldn't like The that? frosting is not good, so I didn't bring them. But I'm going to send you a picture later to prove that they're real. <sighs> but yeah, that's why but he not asked because... what our favorite colors were. <laughs> yeah. It was a plot. They have blue oh, frosting. So you really did do it. Yeah, I really did do it. Well, now what? Where's my? Now what are you gonna do to make up for it? I'm empty-handed over here. Um, can I uh, offer you a session of psychoanalysis where I <laughs> spank you and guide you through your deepest desires? Say, well, um, yeah. Happy early birthday today. You. Happy late birthday when this airs in the future. Okay. How was your birthday? Did it was it good? You had a good time. I haven't had it yet. Oh, but when this airs, you will. So <laughs> in the future, yeah. reflecting back, it was good. Yeah. I'm- I ain't about to do shit. Brennan bought, uh, my roommate brought back tequila from Mexico. Is your roommate's name Brennan? Yeah. 
Wait, what just happened? Keep going. Okay. She brought tequila back from Mexico and I'm gonna I'm gonna make breakfast when I go home and have some some of that. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. That sounds like Do it. Um, Love good it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it, too. That's all I'm doing. Dude, that's all you got to do. Making breakfast tequila. Yeah. I mean, well, at you your age. Cons- you have to conserve your energy. <laughs> if you want to make it to 33, you're going to have to do something. I am. Do something pretty, pretty, pretty You know what? I'm going to be 31. So I oh, like how shit. you jump numbers. Sorry. I, Damn. My bad. Um, actually just read a study that tequila is actually the only alcohol that's not a depressant. So. Really? Yeah. You're doing things right. Good for you. Yeah. Exciting. Just drink more Speaking of depressing things, did you guys want to hear about the Donner Party today? Yes. I've been to. waiting on this. Okay, so the Donner Party, there's so much to this story. I just did not know. And I feel like there's like a like a romanticized cultural story that we all have in our heads about the Donner Party. And like elements of it are true, but there's just so much more that we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. So the tale of the Donner Party uh, left a stain on our cultural memory. Um, like I said, I knew the story, but I did not know all of the twists and turns. Uh, so a lot of my introductory information comes from The Indifferent Stars Above, which is a book by Daniel James Brown. Uh, it's really fascinating. It details not just the story of the Donner Party, but gives a lot of information just about life on the Oregon Trail and like the life that the pioneers, um, you know, the kind of stuff that they had to do as they were traveling. I'm listening to the audiobook. I highly recommend it. There's a really great podcast that I like. Uh, it's called The Last Podcast on the Left, and they do a, a three-part series on the Donner Party where they reference oh, wow. this book. So, so I would re- it is a lot. Yeah, it is okay. a lot. Yeah, I, I would thought you were dragging it out. No, definitely not dragging it out. Um, <laughs> but you should definitely check check that out. Last podcast on the list. So um, other information comes from this really cool video called The Donner Party, What Really Happened by a lady named Caitlin Dowdy. And she's a mortician from Los Angeles. She's really fucking cool. She's into um, alternative uh, like death practices. So she's all about like death positivity and like letting families get involved. And she's really anti-funeral industry because it's really kind of fucked up. And that's a whole other episode. Really? Yeah. I want to take it to She's anti-funeral industry. Yes. Because the funeral industry as it exists right now, um, her argument is that it's, it exploits people in some of their most like vulnerable moments. Like a lot of people, I guess, believe that it's legally required to embalm somebody after they die. And And it's not not required. Um, but like a funeral, People who are working in the funeral industry won't tell you that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they want you to spend money on embalming. Right, right, yeah. right. So okay. it's really sketchy and they're just trying Which to get really as much money. really what's even the point of embalming. I know, yeah. It's just culturally I think we are uncomfortable with the idea of death and like, you know, decomposition. So that's okay. a whole other thing. Um, some other stuff I just filled in from my old pal in yours, Wikipedia. Love Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So introduction. Um, as we all know, we all kind of have some idea of what the Donner Party is. It was a wagon train of over 80 pioneers traveling westward with the goal of settling in California. Um, and they'd been sold on the idea that California was paradise and preferable to Oregon, which was perhaps the most popular destination at the time. And that's why it was called the Oregon Trail, because a lot of people were going westward to Oregon. Um and a perfect blizzard of just like mistakes, misinformed and downright bad decisions and total shit luck resulted in the Donner Party becoming trapped by merciless snowstorms for months on end. And to survive, some members of the Donner Party resorted to cannibalism, eating the bodies of their dead traveling companions to outlast the brutal mountain winter. See, I did not. I had no idea what the Donner Party is. Yeah, I, really? I, I was I thinking confused. it was the plane crash Me where too. they were trapped oh. on the mountain. I thought the same thing. And they remember? started eating each other. Oh, you did tell like, me that. No. Yeah. No. I thought the same thing. No. And then oh. when I found out I was wrong, 
I didn't want to Google it. I think it has a similar name. I think it starts with a D too, though. The plane I've crash. never heard of that. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. No, like I thought that So this time. is like new to you guys. Yeah. Wow. But when I said. Dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> when I told my mom you were doing it, like she was familiar. She so know. Like people, a lot of, but no, I got it confused with the plane crash. But I'm she was like, no, it's the Oregon Trail. Yeah. This was 1846, which I don't think planes existed yet. I don't. The first planes were like, I think late. 1800s. Definitely people weren't like commercially taking them because the, the <laughs> one we're talking about, it's like a whole plane full of people oh, okay. right, crashing right, the mountains. Right. And that was in South America, Chile. Anyway. Interesting. Um, no, I hadn't. And I wanted to Google this so bad. Guys. Okay. So yeah, so this is all new fucking Donner party. Yeah. 80 people traveling to California. Okay. They get trapped in the mountains and then some of them have to eat the dead to survive. Fucked up shit. Let's get into it. Okay. So The Indifferent Stars Above uh, is really interesting because it takes the perspective of Sarah Graves, who is a young woman who traveled the Oregon Trail with her family, and they eventually joined the Donner Party. I thought that was really interesting because um, just the way that the author talks about Sarah and gives information about her life, it just humanized the story in a way that like it never had. And I was familiar with the story of the Donner Party, but I don't know. This just made it, this just made it seem all the more real to me, which is really interesting. Uh, there's an image. There are some images, I think, of Sarah that exists today. And she was she was pretty pretty. Like, for the 1840s, she was really hot. What's her name? Sarah Graves. Yeah. Maybe we could put that on Instagram. Yeah, we'll definitely put a picture of Sarah Graves up. Um, but I wrote that um, she's a 2019-8, but she's an 1846-19. <laughs> so, like, she's, like, all right now. But she was like, what? Is this her? That's her. Like, she's pretty. She's definitely yeah. pretty. Yeah. The hair could use some work, but... Mm. Oh, Rachel's judging. Just imagine her with she. Just imagine that's the only girl. No, I'm just she looks like a okay. NCAA athlete. All these things that she's about to experience. I hope you will feel like a dick. Uh, she experienced some hashtag hardships. Um, she was the oldest of eight siblings. She lived with her brothers and sisters, her dad Franklin, and her mom Elizabeth in a town called Lake in Illinois. Um, the Graves family was really well regarded in their town. They were warm, friendly, useful, and hardy. Franklin hunted and he bought food or brought food and animal pelts for people in the village. And Elizabeth made soap and grew and collected herbs for the community. So um, interestingly, in early 1846, Sarah was 21 and she was really, really in love with this guy in her community called Jay Fosdick. Uh, he was a little bit older than her, but not too much older. So Many marriages of the time were financially motivated or just like matters of practicality. Good old dowries. Good old dowries. But um, Sarah and Jay were the real deal. I have written that they held, held, they each held the other's heart. They were like, they're seriously in love, which Mm -hmm. is really sweet. Um, Especially because uh, the way that Brown describes it, that like Sarah, even at 21, she was already like kind of old to like not have been married and like. All that kind of stuff, which is so fucking crazy to me. Literally, you saying that just gave me chills. <laughs> tells me how lonely I am. <laughs> that was 1846. That was like before streaming and stuff. Guys, but who turns 31 tomorrow? Mm, man. Really depressing. You're all right. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're giving it your all, champ. No. Real quick, I did shoot a shot. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, no. He might listen to this. Oh, well. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I, I shoot never, a lot of shots, I and I get did. shot down. <laughs> I got shot down twice, and I'm talking about my entire life. Oh, no. I shot two shots. Can't relate. So this is my third, and he kept liking all my stuff, and I was like, do I know you? No, and damn well, I never met that man a day in my life. <laughs> but we're talking. He just texted me a little bit ago, but go on. Oh, all right. Sorry. So this is ongoing. Yes. Okay. It worked. Woo! By the time it airs. Shoot your shot. Yes. <laughs> Okay. So eventually, uh, Franklin Graves decides to move his family west to California. And so that immediately 
Sarah is torn. She has to choose between either going with her family to California and leaving literally the love of her life or staying in Illinois with Jay, but then literally never seeing her family again. So um, it's, I think it was kind of hard for me to conceive of, but like when people traveled such great distances, like the chances were they were literally never going to see each other ever again. Yeah. So she was really, really torn. She didn't know what to do. Um, so Sarah's choice was never see her family again or never see Jay again. And what is perhaps the worst decision that Jay Fosdick ever makes, he ultimately decides to marry Sarah and join the Graves family as they move to California. So then he just solves the problem for her. Mm-hmm. He loves her so much. I'm coming with. I'm, I'm coming with. So you yeah. don't even have to worry about it. I know. What a guy. He seems like a, he seems <laughs> like a guy. Yeah. Um, like I said, worst decision possibly that he might have <laughs> ever made. But the heart wants I, I what mean, the heart her wants. Her heart was in the right place. I mean, he could not have foreseen. <laughs> <laughs> he truly could not have foreseen the the tragedy that would befall the man a break the Donner party. Are one of them going to eat each other because I can't. Handle I need that. to know that. We'll get there. Oh. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm so excited. So, um, that's the Graves family. Then there's the Donners. The Donner Party was ultimately named for George and Jacob Donner, who were wealthy brothers traveling with their families to the promised paradise of California. Those are so good. Rachel just pulled out a sparkling ice, and those are (laughs) fucking delicious. Not spons. Uh, But again... (laughs) If you want to. We'll take that ice money. (laughs) Smoking ice, drinking ice. All kinds of ice. (laughs) What are you doing out here? Drinking ice? That would have been... Smoking ice. What about you? Drinking ice. And then you like... High five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you guys do cheers like with this crack pipe in your little bottle. Is this the one that built you a bike? Yep. Yes. Okay. (laughs) He built me a bike and it said Rachel. But then we'll put that on the Instagram. Yes. Then two, he wanted to put Virgo Rachel. Are you there. a Virgo? Yeah. Okay. That, it would be funnier if you were warrant. not a Virgo. Yeah. Uh-huh. He stole With bikes stolen and bike parts. Look, yeah. crackheads get a bad rap, but that sounds, every day he was that, hustling. That sounds pretty fucking neighborly to me. Mm-hmm. I don't even know my neighbors' names. He confronted me too, and because I put the post on my bike on social media. Yeah. And I don't think it was private. And he's like. I do not smoke crack. And I was like, but you definitely the time, remember? <laughs> hey, remember? Remember this? You might not because you were smoking crack it at the so time. Awkward. But I was like, but you do. <laughs> and it's like, no, no. It was weird. That is true. <laughs> Dude, you smoke crack. That's your whole thing. But you, okay. Ugh. Expose him. You still bike parts. Like, you smoke crack. That's not your information to share. Yeah, Rachel, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't name him. True that. And then you name him. Okay. (laughs) I thought about it just right now. (laughs) So the George and Jacob Donner, they were rich brothers. Um, They wanted to move to California. George Donner was a farmer who'd already moved westward a number of times. And he was just like really adventurous. And I think it just seemed like California because it was just like so foreign uh, to the people who like lived in the United States at the time that like that was the next great adventure. So let's just fucking do it. Real quick. Where did they come from? They um, I believe they came also from Illinois. That okay. I don't know, but they moved. Scary. They moved across the United States. I know that they lived. I think they lived in like Ohio and Iowa. They just continually moved okay. westward as okay. like United States territory expanded right. west. Okay. So among the Donners was George's wife Tamsin. She was a passionate botanist, and um, so she was studying like plants and stuff. She loved all that. Oh, so she regarded okay. the trip along the Oregon Trail as an educational event. Or lots of new plants to study and learn about. Did she write that off on her taxes too? <laughs> <laughs> if she was fucking smart, she did. <laughs> But Tamsin, it turns out, has a reputation for being a really faithful partner. Throughout all the troubles the group will encounter, she steadfastly refuses to leave George's side. Um, 
So that's kind of interesting that you have like uh, the love story of Sarah and Jay Fosdick, and then you also have the love story between Tamsin and George Jonner, um, which are, keep those in mind, um, like set against the backdrop of all the horrors that are to come. Don't fucking tell me. So combined, the families of George and Jacob Donner brought 12 children with them as oh. well as a team of servants. Yeah, there were a lot of kids that were traveling the trail, and I'll get into that in a little bit. As a team of servants? Not as servants. They brought their children with them and then also a team of servants. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? Jesus. Although, I mean, that's kind of why people had kids back then, right? To do all the fucking shit they didn't want to do. I mean, a lot of stuff to yeah. do. So. That's why I plan on having kids. I don't know. Who else em- is going to bring empty them? Empty the dishwasher. Oh, are you going to yeah. birth them yourself? Mm-hmm, I am. I will. No, no, thank you. Another really prominent family in the Donner Party were the Reeds. So there's James Reed. Uh, and like every other westbound immigrant, he hoped to make it big in California. Um, one of the big reasons they went was that his wife, Margaret, um, had chronic migraines. And do you guys remember when we were talking about the Black Death that I was talking about the miasma theory about how like bad air caused illnesses? Yeah. People still kind of believe this in the 1840s. So they believed um, that like bad air and like damp weather was the cause of a lot of illnesses. So I mean, it is the cause of some though, right? Like, I think it contributes to maybe, like, the spread and, like, development of some diseases, but no one is getting sick because they inhaled bad air. You know what I mean? So that was the difference. Not that they're, like, they didn't think there were germs or viruses in, like, wet places. Gotcha. They just thought that the wetness itself was was causing you to get sick. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, like. I was going to say, like, like smog can make you sick. Right. But, like, also definitely wrong. Yeah. But, okay. um, so they believed if they moved to California because it was sold to them as paradise, that the weather was so much better, the temperament, um, everything, the environment. True. That, that would cure Margaret's chronic migraines. Um, I know, (laughs) right? And with them, they brought their four children, as well as Margaret's old and sick mother, um, who was like 70 at the time, and they also brought hired servants. And then the other families in the Donner Party. um, These were the Reeds? That was the Reeds, yeah. James and Margaret Reed, yeah. So, so far we've got the Graves, the Reeds, and the Donners. Um, So while the initial group of the Donalds... Nope, I'm going to try that sentence again. While the initial conglomerate of the Donners and Reeds was big, the Donner Party eventually grew to include nearly 90 members. And just along the way, they like oh, absorbed shit. they absorbed just a bunch of groups. So it wasn't like in the spring of 1846, I think I read like 500 wagons had left um, wow. the Midwest and were traveling the Oregon Trail. So like it's like Forrest Gump. And people just keep fucking. Oh, yeah, that's a in. good way to put it. <laughs> I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people, yeah, I mean. Didn't you, he go to California too? He went all over. <laughs> <laughs> He's I, a real person. I haven't seen Forrest Gump. <gasps> what? I shouldn't have said that. I love that movie. I've seen it 8 million times. <laughs> it's You my need favorite. to watch it. I know, I need to watch it. Um, but yeah, so that's actually really interesting is that like you could just like go along the trail, just like you and your family, and then along the way, like just like group up with you know, strangers and, you know, like help each other out along the trail. Um, so the party absorbed several families along the way, including the Graves, who did not set out with them initially. The Graves are interesting because they left the Donner Party, it turns out, left really late, um, which I'll get into. And the Graves left even later, but they eventually caught up with the Donner Party. Okay. Um, these families included that eventually joined the Breens, Murphys, Eddies, McCutcheon, Keysburgs, and the Wolfingers, as well as several Teamsters. The Wolfingers? The Wolfingers! That's all I can think of. Love it! Isn't that such a good fucking name? Wolfingers. Wolfinger. yeah. No, that sounds awful. You think so? I think it sounds kind of badass. Wolfingers? Well, wolf. Wolf, yeah. As a lady who likes ladies, that sounds... Oh, you don't want Wolfingers? (laughs) Anywhere around that business. <laughs> Sparkling eyes just on the Oh, no. That, would, that could get itchy. And just, like, damp and uncomfortable. I don't know what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> I don't know anything about that region. It's a mystery to me. It's like Mars. I think I might know more about Mars than <laughs> female genitalia. Um, so there are a lot of like hired servants and then also a number of bachelors, which I just interpret to mean um, pioneer gays. Just a, a lot of single dudes just traveling, trying to find other dudes. Like they're for sure gay? <laughs> I, I don't know, but oh, probably. Maybe. Maybe they're just like pricks that are like won't like they think they're just. 11s out of 10s. I'm, I'm pretty sure they like dudes. Let me have this. Maybe a little bit okay. of bonus. They, they like dudes. Cool. They do. Yeah, okay. We're One really that. interesting family was the Murphys, which was a clan of 13 led by a widow named Lavina Murphy, which was really rare. Um, oh. Sometimes women became widowed on the trail, like their husbands would die, but she set out as a widow, like taking charge of her like family of 12 kids. Oh, no. I know, uh-huh. right? Nope. And like also all their cattle and all their supplies. So, Jesus. Um, With them also traveled Luke Halloran, a young man who had tuberculosis, who was also hoping that California would cure his his ailments. Get him out of here. I know, right? Get the fuck out of here. It's like a walking miasma. Bye. So, like, if they ate him, would they get tuberculosis? Uh, Don't know. Okay. They're worried about bad air, but they're bringing turbulos. Yeah, yeah, right. Morons. There was also an old dude named Hardcook who was traveling with the Kiesbergs, who are a German family. And like I said, among the families were lots of kids, including infants, all of whom had to walk or be carried the 2,000 mile trek. Shit. We'll talk about that in a second. So the journey itself. Um, The Oregon Trail, which is sometimes called the Emigrant Trail, and the Indifference Rides Above, was a 2,000 mile trail by which thousands of pioneers traveled from the modern day Midwest represent Hala, um, to the West Coast, primarily Oregon. So the Donner Party, like most of the Oregon Trail pioneers, traveled the stretch of way by wagon train, which was not a fucking comfortable way to travel. Yeah, that's like real... Real bumpy, yes. <laughs> that's I, the typing. Just bloop, 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 and all their way to California. What are you doing? Bloop, bloop. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how that... Well, you turn into a fucking chicken. <laughs> But when I hear about, like, covered wagons, I have, like, in my mind a picture of just, like, really, like, happy, like, country bumpkin people. Like, just, like, a man and a woman just, like, sitting up at the front. And they have some, like, kids and a dog in the back of the wagon just, like, hanging out. And they're all, like, happy and shit. Absolutely yeah, no. not. Like, that's your home. That's your like, home. Ugh. Um, for the vast, vast majority of the 2,000-mile journey, pioneers, they didn't even ride the wagon. They fucking walked alongside it. Um, was there, like, no room? There was no room because it was to preserve the energy and strength of the animals pulling um, the wagon oh. and their goods along. And that's because the wagons um, were just fucking full of all the supplies that they would need uh-huh. to survive the trek. So it was full of, like, food and water and supplies and, like, repair materials in case they needed to, like, okay. fix their wagons along the way. So, like, the wagon wasn't, like, a, a thing to ride. It was a thing hauling your shit. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, yas. So by the spring of 1846, which was when the Donner Party set out, the Oregon Trail was already well-traveled. People had already been traveling west, and many had staked their claims in Oregon and even California. Um, And when it was all said and done, the Donner Party expected their journey to be no harder than any other pioneers. Um, Okay. They were very wrong. (laughs) So life on the trail also (laughs) really sucked. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. Even without just, like, the continual mishaps the Donner Party suffered, which we'll get to, life on the trail was really fucking hard. 
there's ever-present threat of disease because you're bringing along leucose tuberculosis (laughs) among like lots of like waterborne illnesses and like all kinds of crazy shit because you're just like completely out there you're just you're really out there like can't your food all get like mold and shit because like the the wagon's not that much protection probably yeah i wonder if it's hot out yeah i mean i don't know yeah absolutely um so they could get disease um they could be murdered uh, there could be accidental oh, deaths yeah. and injuries. They could starve. They could die of thirst. Um, and less commonly, they could be attacked and killed by Indians. Now, those were actually less of an issue than, like, the U.S. government and other Literally groups. Literally so offended. Just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Selena's native. We got another group know. coming for you. Great. I'm a lot of things. You are a lot of things. <laughs> but, like, it, it seems like the U.S. government was like, oh, Indians are bad. We need to, like, you know, wipe them out because they don't want their land. But... They were not. What? They were not as <laughs> big of an issue as um, people thought. So if Just put they them weren't, in or were? they were not. They were. Oh, okay. They was. They were infrequently attacked by Indians. That is a great idea, Selena. I think we should go back in time and do that. Oh wait, we did do that, and we continue to do that. <laughs> oh, but, but we call them. Oh, we call them reservations. So it's different. Yeah. Why it can't people be the same. suck? In case anybody didn't know, side note, um, they were fully concentration camps when they started. It was real fucking awful and shitty yeah. and bad. We just ruined, like, thousands, millions of people's ways of life. Because let's educate on other countries' misdoings. <laughs> We're the good guys. Yeah. We Did didn't do anything that? wrong. We're totally, to, I'm totally off subject. But have you seen the article um, of the book that literally just says, and then we paid the Indians... Oh yeah, for land, yeah, paid them. Yeah, this was a this was a children's book in Canada that was explaining the relationship between European settlers and the Indians. It was like, and then we paid the Indians for their land. Just totally brushed over. Like it. the time they gave them the black, gave them the Black Hills, and then found out they were gold. And was like, we don't need that back. <laughs> we don't need that back. Hey, you know that thing I gave you? You know those hills? Yeah, we might need those back. I mean, that was already yours, but. Yeah. Well, actually, it was already fucking nobody's because you can't own land. Anyway. Great. That's my bleeding socialist heart. So while everyone was vulnerable on the trail, some were more at risk. So the children, the sick, the old and the widowed specifically. In the 19th century, this is not just even on the trail. This is just in general. Between one fifth and one third of all children died, <laughs> did not survive their childhoods. So you have five kids. One of those. One of them. Go. One of them's going to. Gotta go. Yep. <laughs> one of them's dead. Um, and on the trail, it was really dangerous. They could fall ill. They could be crushed by wagon wheels. They could be trampled by oxen. They could be accidentally shot, which was a very frequent occurrence. And sometimes they simply wandered into the tall prairie grass and were never found again, which sounds ridiculous. But like, you hear about that like all the time living in Nebraska, right? Like you can wander into a cornfield and it's really dangerous because. Never heard that once. No, really? Yeah. If I you live in a city. That's true. Yeah. I've lived in a, uh, some more rural oh, areas, okay. but you walk into a cornfield and you're lost. You know what I mean? But I mean, that makes sense. I've yeah. seen corn mazes. Yeah. They're tricky. Definitely. The old and the sick were particularly vulnerable because traveling the trail was really demanding and many sick and elderly people um, were just abandoned for being able, unable to keep up. So like if <laughs> at the end of the day, it was, but, I mean, yeah. yeah, like if you were too much of a drain, right. we, we got to leave you behind. And there, there are stories of people who last seen literally just like hanging out on the side of the trail and that's where they later died. Mm. So, Yeah. Um, and for widows, if a woman's husband died while traveling, she would ultimately have to rely on the kindness of other families traveling the trail. Um, often these widows would have to abandon all their supplies and all their cattle because the families, other families were too busy taking care of their own shit. Right. So everything that you paid for and they brought along, you'd just have to abandon because no one else was going to fucking, you know, like take care of your cattle right, for you because right. they have to take care of their own. Um, 
which makes a lot of sense. This is particularly disgusting. Hygiene. Um, mm. Generally, bathing mm. and hygiene was not a priority on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> I imagine. Mm-hmm. Back home, uh, uh, the guy who wrote The Indifferent Stars Above wrote that people of the 1840s might have bathed as frequently as like maybe like once a week, you know, but as infrequently as like maybe once a year. So it just varied on like your access to hot water and all that kind of stuff. But on the trail, it was truly a rarity. He wrote that the pioneers stank constantly um, of sweat, body odor and bad breath, but also of shit, piss, menstrual fluid and yeast infections. Constantly. Everybody smelled fucking awful the whole time everyone smelled like shit and pennies they do (laughs) (laughs) yes that's fucking awful and they were always dirty it was so dirty on the trail there was mud everywhere it was on their skin and their clothes and their hair a fucking fest of infestation Mm -hmm. and disease the thing that really got me though on that was just the idea that everyone just stank of yeast infections so the reason that the donner party is so infamous obviously is because they fucking ate each other Mm -hmm. um but how did we get there Need to know. You absolutely need to know. And really, it's fucking fascinating because everything that could have gone wrong for the Darner Party went wrong. Like, cataclysmically, every single setback they could have possibly faced, it just fucking rained down on them. I really relate to the... Over, I was going to say, yeah, I think that right? long, didn't I, girl? You say that now, just, just wait. <laughs> so, there's this guy named fucking Lansford Hastings, and he fucking sucked. So he was the preeminent authority on traveling from the Midwest to the West Coast. He wrote The Emigrant's Guide to Oregon and California. And it was super popular. And basically anyone who traveled the Oregon Trail relied on that guide. Okay. Um, Hastings, as it turns out, was a motherfucker. He did provide some good information. Um, he like r- provided like a list of recommended cargo and when you should leave. You have to, he always said you have to leave before May 1st or you will get trapped by snow and you might not survive the winter. And when did they leave? I will get to that in a okay. second. Mm. But it was his greedy and duplicitous nature. He's such a shitbag. I'm editorializing there. Uh, that ultimately the, 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 did the Dodder Party in. Um, so Hastings infamously popularized the Hastings Cutoff, which was a shortcut, quote unquote, for those traveling to California. Um, I won't bore you with like there's maps and stuff of the Oregon Trail and how the Hastings Cutoff diverges from it, blah, blah, blah. It, so is it actually a shortcut? No. It ultimately <laughs> adds more miles, I think, to the trip than what you would have done if you just took the regular fucking route. So not a shortcut. Why did he do that? Because... Because it was rumored it was a shortcut, right? His inspiration for providing the shortcut um, uh, to California resulted from a financial stake in California land. So the more pioneers he sent to California, the more he profited because he had stakes and land there. So when immigrants went to California and bought the land, he would profit from it. Um, (laughs) And guess what? Hey guys, I've got this great idea. And this motherfucker (laughs) had never even seen or taken his shortcut until well after he started advertising it. He had just seen it on a map. What? What an asshole. Which what a, this map, I assuming, was not accurate. Um, it, it, just the shortcut, was, he would just like advertise it as it's really easy to travel. It's going to take off so much time on your trip. Oh, so he doesn't know. He has, he has no nothing. fucking idea what he's talking about. He's just looking <laughs> no at one's even No one's even traveled it yet. He he's looked just, at a map. He's like, oh, I'm going to draw this. It's like Trump in his fucking Sharpie. Oh. By the time this comes out, that will be like eight million scandals ago. I hate him. He didn't want to. Yeah. He, uh, Whoa. Ugh. Okay. No, hold on. I already said that. So Lansford Hastings sucks. We have Lansford Hastings who's a piece of shit. Okay. But wait, there's more. Um, There's a a stop called Fort Bridger in Colorado uh, run by a guy named Jim Bridger. And before the Donner Party arrived at Fort Bridger, there was a journalist who had gotten there. Mm -hmm. And then um, he like looked out on the Hastings cutoff and he's like, that's that's impossible to pass. No one can do that. So he wrote letters to future pioneers who would stop at 
uh, Fort Bridger. He's uh-huh. like, I'm going to move on, but keep these letters and give them to people as they come here so they know not to go. Jim so Br- the shortcut started in Colorado? Yes, that was so kind of when it diverged. Was, like, please tell people, this yes. is, don't go this down is, the shortcut Yes, network. this journalist. Okay. He gave them to Jim Bridger for the express purpose of telling other people. Journalists for the win, 100%. Thank you, journalists. But Jim Bridger withheld all that information because the more people he used that Hastings cut off, the more people who came to his fort and bought supplies at his trading post. But we're, they were already there. Yeah. But, but So what difference does it make if he tells them don't take the shortcut if they're already there? This was right before the shortcut. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was the point at which they would diverge from the regular Oregon Trail and then go on the but shortcut. But yeah, so they're already there. Yeah, but they haven't gone through the untested bad part yet. That was still ahead of the fort. What a fucking dickbag. I know, what an asshole. Ugh. Capital America. I know. He what? Like, you know, little kids are showing up and shit. I know, and he's just like dooming them to fucking awful shit. So you asked about the timing a second ago. Someone did. And that was maybe the biggest error the Donner Party made. So Lansford Hastings, he was right in advising that they should not leave any later than they first. Lest they be stopped by like, because they're traveling over like really snowy mountains and like it Uh would just get really treacherous and hard. So that's, that was sound advice. Um, But the Donner Party ignored that completely. Um, And they took up the rear, just the very back of just the 500 wagons that were, that were leaving. So they were, they were really, really late. Um, there's an article by this guy named Evan Andrews on history.com called 10 things you should know about the Donner party. So timing was vital to Westward travel. The recommendation was mid April. So with May 1st being the absolute cutoff, but it was okay. recommended to leave around leave. April 15th. Okay. For some reason, the Donner party didn't leave until May 12th. And Brown writes that by the time the Graves family leaves for California, May 1st was three weeks behind them. So the Donner party left two weeks late and then the Graves family left three weeks late. They're about a week behind oh, the Donner party. Oh yeah, That's you did still- say that. Mm-hmm. Earlier than I would have thought yeah. to cause problems, though. Oh, really? and we'll then get there. <laughs> just a couple weeks later, just it's, doomed them. The timing is—it's fucking insane. See, that—that's what I'm trying to yeah. say is that I would—I thought you were going to be like they left in June. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they left in November. <laughs> yeah. I would have been part of that party. Yeah. Two weeks late is bad. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll be good. I was late today. <laughs> so, like, just in general. Um, life on the trail, really hard. So as the group trekked on, they became dirtier, hungry, warrior, more agitated, and they started fucking hating each other. Lines were drawn among the settlers. And as Brown writes, when times get tough, people, it's like human nature. You're going to mm-hmm. prioritize your safety, your survival, and that of your family over fucking strangers. Right. Um, but a lot of that hatred was directed specifically towards James Reed. Um, and that's because he was a big advocate for continuing on through the untested routes, which is funny because Tamsin Donner, George Donner's wife, the one who likes plants, mm-hmm. okay. she was she, at, ultimately she was like, guys, what are we fucking doing? Like Lansford Hastings, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We shouldn't keep doing this. No one's even tested these things. Yeah, just go on there. But because she's a lady, they're like, shut up. And then they're like, we're going to keep doing it. It must be your time. Of the it month. must be your time of the month. You hysterical <laughs> woman. <laughs> When we get to California, you need to be masturbated by a doctor. <laughs> that'll, that'll calm you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love, too, that you have to go to the doctor. Like I know, right? You cannot do it. Your you husband cannot do it. Don't do it yourself. <laughs> you need to go to the yeah. doctor and get Orgasms vibrated. Hard. Only men can give us those. Yeah. Oh, my God. Even I know that we aren't very good at giving them an orgasm. You guys never had a man. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Mom. To the few of yeah. you out there. I know. I hope my mom's not <laughs> listening to this. She's listening to this. But I think ultimately, like, all the, like, the shit that was thrown at James Reed really got to him. Um, because one time he witnessed a cattle driver whipping an oxen. Um, and 
James Reed got really pissed at it. So he's like, dude, fucking stop. But the, the original PETA? The original PETA. Yeah. But the the cattle driver would not stop whipping the oxen. He just wouldn't do it. So then James Reed just fucking stabbed him in the gut and killed him. Leave, honestly, leave the ox alone. Leave the ox alone. But you also can't just stab someone in the gut. I mean, maybe kick his ass. But like. Yeah, definitely. Stab. Stabbing was enough. The original PETA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After this happened, because the guy died. Um. The group was like, okay, well, what the fuck are we going to do about James Reed? Right. Um, Some of them voted to kill James Reed. Just hang him. You know, do a little pioneer. Because he's a murderer. Yeah, do a little trail justice. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, they just decided to exile him. So they gave him a horse and he rode off. Um, uh, um, Does he live? Yeah, he does live, actually, yes. And he ultimately (laughs) makes it to California. Yeah. Of course. Um, So So fuck everyone He he does make it. (laughs) So um, just Being after animal rights activist, that's yeah, the lesson yeah, that's of the what story. He, he, he wrote off to PETA. He's very anti-fur. He um, is actually the founder. Just he's kidding. like no more wool fingers, um, only vegan leather. Just a couple days after Snyder died, um, that old guy named Hardcoop, he was officially disowned by the group. No one, they were all done with the bullshit. They had no time or energy to help him. Um, so eventually, they just left him on the side of the road to die. Yeah, so he's like a seven-year-old dude. He couldn't take care of himself, trying to get to California. Did you say 70? Mm-hmm. I thought you said seven at first. No. I was like, he's a seven-year-old and, dude. Fuck that kid. Okay, in 1846 years, seven kind of was like 70. <laughs> you were like really old really fast. But all this is to say basically that these people are spending way too much time together. They're fucking stressed, tired, they're thirsty, mm-hmm. they're hangry as fuck. And that around the time that the Donner Party um, began crossing uh, the Great Salt Lake Desert, um... Tamsin Donner began dissenting to the idea of continuing to follow Hastings' advice. Girl knew it was up, but no one listened to her because 1840s was sexist as shit. So, like I said, the Donner Party sometimes ignored repeated warnings about the perilous conditions of the Hastings cutoff, like they were told multiple times. Um, Even after they'd been deceived at Fort Bridger, um, they encountered other pioneers along the way who were just like, don't Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) And I think ultimately, uh, Lansford Hastings was ahead of the Donner Party by a couple of weeks, and he was leading another group of immigrants along that path. And then at some point, he's like, oh, yeah, this doesn't work. And then he fucking dipped out on those immigrants that he was guiding and fucking took off and left. <laughs> what a fucker. <laughs> anyway, so it's I think while most westward pioneers average about 10 to 15 miles a day, um, adverse travel conditions ultimately slowed the Donners to a crawl. And some days they'd be lucky to clock like one and a half miles. Oh, so so they were going really fucking slow. slow. So they left late and then they were eating so much time trying to get through all this shit in this trail that had been untested. And it was just not easy to pass. So they encountered thick forestation, completely impassable by their oxen. Uh, James Reed and the other men spent days hacking through all this brush. Like they spent three days hacking away all this shit going uphill. And then when they got to the top of the hill, they realized that going down, it was the same thing. So they just spent another three days getting rid of all this shit. They were going through all these rocks. They were going through all this shit. They were losing their oxen. They were losing their, um, uh, what are they called? Wagons. Wagons. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was where What are we talking? Which, like, is everything. Their food. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, But, yeah, it was just fucking hard. It sucked. It was one thing after the other. Um, And once they cleaved their way through the dense foliage, they found they were fully unprepared to cross the the Salt Lake Desert. Um, They'd been told by Jim Bridger at Bridger Fort that it was easy travel, maybe just a few days without access to water, which would have been fine because they were supposed to have water with them anyway. Uh Um, But uh, it turns out that the sand 
and the soil was completely almost impassable by the wagon wheels. Because they just sink in. Because they just sink in. So by the time the Donner Party finally fucking crossed that desert, they'd lost cattle and had to leave entire wagons behind. Um, George Donner's wagon wheel was um, broken, so they left him behind a little bit because um, he was like, all right, I'm just going to fix it. And uh-huh. while he's trying to fix it with an axe, he fucking slices his hand open. It never... Infection. E- and it never, ever heals. And eventually he gets really bad fucking gangrene. And that's what does him in. Um, that's who now? George Donner. Oh. Yeah. Is yep. that like the, the dad? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So that leg of the trip, like I said, was particularly harsh. Um, and Brown goes into really incredible detail. Basically, they had no water. Their oxen were fucking tired as fuck. They were, they were laying down and like just like bellowing. And like, I'm not going any further. I'm tired <laughs> and I'm thirsty. And I <laughs> hate all of you. I wonder how much water they would need. I know? Yeah, right? I don't know. Probably You'd a think lot. Probably a lot. You know what I imagine is that character from Parks and Rec, the like manager of the wine place. The guy mm. that yells. Yeah, that his like, eye starts to come. His yeah, eye starts like, I'm leaving. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. They were all played by Billy Eichner, all these oxen. <laughs> That'd be so much fun to travel the Oregon Trail with Billy Eichner. <laughs> Would it though? Yeah. Well, yeah, probably the actual person, not the not character. character. <laughs> Definitely not. But believe it or not, Things only continued to get worse the further the Donner Party traveled. Say what now? I know. Crazy. (laughs) By November, which was six months after they left on what they expected to be a four-month journey. Oh, you know you're in trouble now. So they packed for four months. They're six months in. They've lost a bunch of supplies. And where are they? Um, They are in the Sierra Nevadas by November. (laughs) They make it to the Sierra Nevadas. So they're they're like like maybe halfway. They're they're like hundreds of miles from California. Uh, By the time they make this checkpoint, um, the guy from history.com, he writes that only a scant hundred miles. Oh, so they were closer than I just said. Oh, so only a scant hundred miles remained in their trek. But before the pioneers had a chance to drive their wagons through the mountains, an early blizzard blanketed the Sierras in several feet of snow. This is this is what's fucked up. Mountain passes that were navigable just a day earlier turned into icy roadblocks, forcing the Donner Party to retreat to the nearby Truckee Lake and wait out the winter in ramshackle tents and cabins. Much of the group's supplies and livestock had already been lost on the trail, and it wasn't long before the first settlers began to perish from starvation. So they can't, like, Star Wars it and just, like, lightsaber open a cattle and crawl in? They definitely cannot Uh, do that. That would have been my go-to. No, they they did not. Rachel, have you even seen Star Wars? No, but remember the Leonardo DiCaprio? No, because... The Revenant? With the bear. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought of. I haven't seen The Revenant. I need to. Yeah. Is Um, it a bear? I haven't seen the Revenant either, but I know he fights the bear. Yeah, and then he gets in the bear. There's probably a lot of bear fighting. Mm-hmm. So you both have seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Uh, it's like- <laughs> literally have a Mandalorian backpack. <laughs> so you... so you, Nerd her. So wait, you both have seen Star Wars? I gotta go. <laughs> anyway. Um, My dog's name is Kylo Ren. I don't know. She doesn't know what character. that means. <laughs> Guys, that's all I have in the Donner Party today because... Um, what? Yeah. Next, so we're going to leave it to where they're um, stuck. They're tired. They're hungry. They're fucking <laughs> trapped. They have no food. They in have the Sierra no water. Nevada. In the fucking blizzarding Sierra Nevada mountains. No one is behind them. No one is ahead of them. No one can help. They're literally fucked and they're looking at basically it's november it's starting to snow Uh they're looking at waiting until fucking spring to get out of where they are Mm -hmm. (laughs) geo and a hundred 
miles out? They're going to take Hundreds. a big L. Uh, like a couple 200 okay. miles, yeah. Okay. So they're pretty much fucked. Um, tune in next time to find out what happens to the Donner Party. Right. Awful. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. It just gets worse. And this is the awful hour. This is the awful hour. That's what <laughs> you've been listening to. Hours. Yeah. Imagine, I bet this trip would have been a lot more bearable if they had us to listen to on the way there. That's right. You so, know what I mean? But you can listen to us, thankfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to follow us, you can follow us on The Awful Hour on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to say anything to us, you can email us at hello at theawfulhour.com. Yay! Um, yeah, especially if you're like snowbound and trapped in a mountain like reach out we'll we'll get you the help you need you don't need to eat each other it's modern technology it's modern technology you're gonna be fine you're gonna be all right all right guys so that's um first half of the donor party yeah thanks for listening bye bye bye